Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. The service is already in progress, and if you wish to contact us, you may dial 469-333-0397. If you wish to subscribe to our SoundCloud, it's soundcloud.com at New Life Horizon Church. Welcome. Stopping my shine. They try to break me, try to take me out, but I got Jesus on my side. So bad I thought I would die. But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life. And I got mountains to climb. But the enemy can't stop me, cause there's a calling on my life. So when I'm crying, don't last too long. Cause he gon' step in and make it alright. do it. Yes, Good. Good morning, church. Happy Sunday. Today is the second of the second, 2020. So if you're a numbers person, this is a good day. Amen. So this is a blessed day. Um, another day that, wow, we get to see and we celebrate and we want to say for those who are listening, we have a lot of space here, and we want you to, to be among us. And um, if you feel the need by any chance, we ask you to send us a text, or you can call us at 469-333-0397, and we will gladly return your call and see how we can help and how we can assist through your time of trials. And guess what? If you don't have a trial, one is coming. And it's not something bad. It's just the, the issues of life. If you're living here long enough, um, you will experience challenge because the Lord said he has overcome the challenges. And because he overcame, it is good to stick with him because we realize we can do nothing without him. Even the very breath that we breathe, as our sister said this morning, it is God and God alone. So we don't take it for granted. And sometimes the Lord gives us reminders and, um, to get our attention. And for those who haven't been listening to the news, our attention was was um was seen or who don't watch sports who don't even know what a basketball is there was a shock wave when the the, the news got out that uh, mr bryant and others and his his precious little daughter um passed in a accident and it's you know sometimes our heart is so saddened by a sudden loss especially when persons are young we always remember the the potential you know the potential and the promise that that young person has and you know if somebody's of age and you know well in their and the past we say oh well they lived a long life and you know 
they hopefully had no regrets. But when somebody who is young um, is taken away and the parents are left behind, or the parent and grandparents also, there is so much pain. The pain is so overwhelming that sometimes person has to be admitted in, um, in psychiatric ward because it's so overwhelming. So our prayers go to all the families and anybody who knew him personally. You know, we, we knew him as a celebrity, but we, we can't say we know him personally. And for those, we pray that they have persons to support the wife and the parents, just to have godly people to be around them, to encourage them and look on the positive. Because sometimes when something like this happens, we said, what? What kind of positivity we can get out of this? And uh, I remember I was listening to a radio show and the guy said, when it happened, it, it, the shockwave w was so big that persons were calling persons and telling them, hey, you know, I love you. And you know, you know working out any disagreement because we realize once you're gone, you don't get the chance again to, to recover from that. So with that, I remember I had a song, and um, I'm going to look for it. It's a song by my, my favorite um, artist, we call Mr. Um, Marvin Winans. Uh, let me look for it. All right, let me see. Okay, I think I found it, but let me... I have to now direct it to the speaker system. All right, let, give me one moment. Let me look for it. One moment. All right. Okay, God, sorry about that, people. Uh, I found it. Um, it's a song, and it's not that one, but I had it um, linked. Okay. This one is called um, Just Don't Want to Know, and I'm dedicating this to the family and loved ones. Um, it's where you have a lot of questions, and you're questioning God, and you feel like God don't care, or he just don't want to know. So here it goes by Mr. Marvin Winans. So many nights Cried so many hours Trying to make it right Just didn't have Let it show 
Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you care for us. And he said when we're hurting, and when those are hurting, when those mourn, we are mourning with them. Lord, we, we ask you that, Lord, you will send agents, you will send persons who know you to give a word of encouragement, to give a hug, to, to let them know that, hey, I am here. Lord, thank you for your love, that you love that you have given us so that we can give out to others and share. Because we realize when tragedy happens, 
people just don't know what to do. And we realize it can happen to anybody, the just and the unjust. But what it is, it's the reaction of how we can run to you, Lord. Persons don't know where to run. And for those who haven't yet known the Lord, or haven't yet surrendered to him, this is an awesome opportunity to do so. So that you don't have the questions of where am I going to spend eternity if my life is taken away suddenly today. The Lord said, those who have ears, let them hear that he loved us so much that he made provision through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can enter into his kingdom, through his son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. Because we realize, he realized that we could not pay the cost. We could not go on that cross to die. And it says a, a man might choose to die for a good person. But Jesus died once and for all for everybody. So that whosoever call upon his name will be saved. And it is easy. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. Please come into my heart and save me. Let me experience you in a refreshed new way as a born-again person. And right there, you are saved. When you call upon him, he will answer. So, Father, have your way in this service. Let you speak through this vessel of flesh. Let everything that you want to say be clear, precise, and on point. Lord, I thank you for the privilege to stand before you with the audience of one. That you alone will listen. You alone will help. So Lord, we cry for help. We cry for your, your assistance in everything that we do. Lord, that we will always learn to be grateful. We will always have an answer to what we have believed. So we can bring people into your kingdom. Lord, let it not be said that we wasted any opportunity to share your good news. Lord, thank you that you have given us so much opportunity and chances and things to do in this, in this world while we live. While we are here, let us be working for, your, for you and the kingdom. So Lord, bless us again in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Yes, thank you, church. Thank you for being with us. And for those who are online, you know, we're still here for you. And we want to make our services available. We want to let you know that we can even talk and counsel you through any issues that you're going through. And we know that God is good. Amen? So as we continue the series, and I'm so thankful. I think this is the, if I'm bold to say, the, the easiest series I've probably ever done um, where the preparation was um, easier than normal and I said Lord thank you I said Lord thank you um, to find the material and to to try to put it together so that it makes sense and that it aligns to what the Lord is saying and this the series is called God work and worship and this is the part two and for those who just join us 
by any mean of the media, you can log into our SoundCloud account, which is www.soundcloud.com slash New Life Horizon Church. We have other services that we have stated, and you can go back and listen to it and be blessed. And if you're blessed in any way, we just want to know that we are connecting with you. So you can just drop us a line by 469-333-0397. And we spoke to a young lady this morning who moved to the area. And we pray that we can also be a contact for her also. And for those who, who need a church, who need somewhere to connect with people and to be blessed, and we are here and we are ready to do the work. We are able. We have been going through and we are celebrating his goodness. So let me do a quick um, um, synopsis of what happened last week. Last week we were talking about we um, shared the testimony of this celebrity who had um, somebody who came in to do some household work for that person. And you know the person was diligent and the person prayed and, and asked the Lord to give them the opportunity to minister to that person. And so, so it came up about that they had the opportunity to, to be their nanny and slash helper slash maid. And you know growing up we had a lot of those persons who came in just to do you know, the household work to take off the ease of the family. But in doing the work, she was, it's so amazing that she did not even witness to them in that way. What she did was she started to sing and worship the Lord while she worked. And you know, we understand when we're doing work it, and it's physically draining, it is somehow, it affects our body and our mental capacity. But that lady found, uh, she found something that was amazing. She found while work, she was worshiping. She actually brought the manifested presence of God in that household. And they noticed. They could notice, they said, from she came, the household changed. They mentioned that the kids were acting in line. And their relationship was much easier. And they felt something that they never felt before. They felt the presence of God moving into the house. So we understand the aspect of worship and to, to worship and sing. And then we realize it is something that we can practice while we go to a, the place of work. Because we actually spend so many hours at that workplace. The place that we work with other persons there. We can be singing and singing melodies to the heart. Because what it does, it transforms our mindset. When you're worshiping, you cannot be grumbling, you cannot be angry. There is somehow you have to drop that away because you want the God's presence. You're worshiping in a place where you feel uncomfortable, where I can tell you because the statistics show that Monday morning is one of the hardest mornings for anybody in this country. Because we are going to a place that we dread. We are going there because we have to pay bills. And we have this to do. And it's not necessarily that we love it. But we realize if we take the mindset of a worshiper going into that place, we can change the atmosphere. They who are there, we know they are unbelievers. They just go there to get a paycheck. But we go in there to honor God. Because this is something that the Lord instituted. He himself worked. And he created. And so it is. We are 
his people. We are made in his image and in his likeness. So they said, when they, when they said to Jesus, show us the Father, he was able to say, have you not seen? Anything I do, I do because my Father, I saw my Father doing it. So that is our responsibility here, responsibility here on earth to represent God in every area in which he has given us the opportunity and what more opportunity he has given us at the place of work. The place of work can be the place of witness. Remember, we, not, we might not be passing out tracts or handing out flyers or handing out scriptures, but because of our posture, people will see that we are different. And they will be brave enough to say, hey, sister, brother, there is something different about you, but I can't put my hand on it. Then that gives us the opportunity to say, hey, it is because the Lord and him alone. Because we know that without the Lord, we would not last in that place as long as we are there. The Lord wants to redefine work. He wants to, to show the, the creativity and the opportunity of work and what it represents here at this time. Because it's such a hard place and people dread going to work. If we are seeing somebody who is happy and singing and jumping and coming in early, we're going to say, no man, that person on drugs or have to watch a person carefully because they might be up to something. It's going to be a question because everybody knows the norm going to work. Oh, God, I'm work. Oh, I'm going to. You, you cannot actually hear somebody say, Yes, I'm going to work tomorrow. God is good. Thank God. Oh, Monday morning, I can't wait. You never hear that. You never hear that unless, unless you realize that this work is a joyful thing to do, it's a joyful experience. And that is the challenge the Lord is giving us today to bring joy into the workplace. And the joy that we bring, it's going to transform, transform our hearts first. And we noticed when we were talking about um, a person that had joy and a person that experienced that transformation when something bad happened to him, it, it brought us to the life of Joseph. And we were talking about Joseph being in, 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 the, in Potiphar's house. And Joseph... In Genesis 39, there were three points that we saw when we saw Joseph working in Potiphar's house. It was mentioned that God was with Joseph. Remember, we have to remember the, the title of the message. God, work, and worship, right? So we, we understand who God is. We know that God is not lazy. We know that the, anything he does, he does it on point. And he, he, he does it in a way that is so marvelous that we know that when we see a landscape, when we see a scenery, the first thing we say, oh God. Even, if we, even persons who don't know God have to say, oh my God, this place is beautiful. This place looks in order. So we realize God is a God of order. So if somebody um, says they're a believer and their surrounding is not in order, we're going to say, all right, we need some work in that area. Because remember, now, this is going to challenge us to be the God person in that place. 
Verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph. So, all right, so we realize if God is with you, there are some things that must take place. And it said, and he was a prosperous man. But we realize now he's being prosperous in a place that is not his. So we realize prosperity will follow the believer because God is with them. And we, we want to make sure that when we leave the house, we say, God, please be with me today. Please, please go before me. Please go behind me. There are some things that cause us to, to be uh, rigid. And we say, Lord, give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart that will 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 understand these people, even though we, we we may not like them as as we think we don't. But Lord, fill my heart with love, that I can be at a workplace and I can perform to the best of my ability. So a question is asked: It's a possibility that we are doing something that we are not equipped to do. So it is: if we are not equipped to do that job, then we have to go back and ask some questions and we can say lord show me where is the best place that you want me to do you want me to produce because remember it will be unfair for the lord to tell adam to work the garden without having provision to work it so the lord created the garden created work created everything and then he said now you Go and take care of it. The Lord didn't say, Adam, sit down and then I will take care of it for you. No, I'm saying, you go and prepare it, you go and do it, and then man was working, and so work even came before there was even sin. But you know, once sin came in, then the work got harder, and because of that, then he said, we are going to toil more than, than ever before. And so when we look, we look on Joseph, and we saw how Joseph. How did he get to Pharaoh? We saw that his brothers decided to get rid of him and to, you know, sell him. And he was sold. And then, um, the, you know, Potiphar bought him and have him working in his house. But somehow, doing a menial task, he excelled more than any other person in that place. He excelled because it said that the Lord was with him. But in, his, in him excelling at that um, position, there was something that had to take place in Joseph's mind. He had to come to the realization that, hey, I am here for this moment, so why not make the best of it? Why not put my all into what I am doing? And we realize if we're not putting our all, we're not being fulfilled. We're not getting the fulfilling, the fulfillment of going to work. I was talking to somebody and they, they actually, they put them in a different position. And, you know, I know a little bit about the person. And I said to them, oh my goodness, I, I, I will have to be praying for you. Because I realize this is not your skill set. This is not something that comes naturally to you. I remembered when you were in the other department, you were beaming. People came to you for help. You were helping everybody. You know the system um, back and front. You know it from inside out. But now they moved you to another position and we, you can see the struggle 
of trying to learn a new system and and I know it has been uh, it has been so hard for that person but I said guess what you have a choice you can take it as a learning experience and become better for it or you you have to leave you have to come to the realization that your performance will suffer so we realize Joseph took care of Potiphar's um, household and it was blessed it says Potiphar didn't have to worry only thing he worried about was his food Joseph took charge of that place and we saw when you come in in, in, a, in an environment and you take charge that means you have to take risk you have to come up with ideas and you, you can be creative in the workplace you can come up to it because we know the person who gives creativity is in you and the Lord says, we, we have not received because we ask not. And it's going, we're going to go to our next text, which is in um, John 15. John chapter 15. I, I want to get some assistance with the, with the scripture. So for those who are taking notes online, the text is Genesis 39. And you can read that in your spare time. And we do encourage those to, to continue to read and read a chapter a day and, and read with God giving you the understanding and everything. So, Jenny, um, John 15. We, we, we can, oh, we have a volunteer. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is such a blessing. All right. We, we know the scripture, but we're going to read John 15, 1. To nine. John 15, 1 to 9. This is coming from the NLT. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will, so they will produce, sorry, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and, pru and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Verse 9 and last. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Oh, thank you so much. So we realize that uh, once we said, this is what the scripture said, we have to remain in him. We, we have to, and then it says that we, we, we did not ask. And sometimes we, the question that we ask is, Lord, 
um, get me out of this. I, I can't take it anymore. And, and we have to realize that this is an honest reaction to something that is painful. When, whenever we are going through some, something painful, the first thing we say, Lord, help me, get me out of this. But the Lord don't normally answer those kind of prayers as we expect he would. He wants us to, to grow up in it and he wants us to come to the realization that if I am with you, because remember, you know, if I am with you, all is well. That's what, that's what I said, if I am with you. So we, we, we see situations where persons in a boat, and remember that was something that we, we, we did last year. I think it was in Mark when the disciples were in the boat and they're going, Lord, we're going to perish. And they're screaming out. And say, um, I am here. What, what's, the, what's the big, like he was saying, like, what, what's the, why are you guys carrying like this, like you don't have any faith? I am here. I am here with you guys. So why are you, why are you worrying? Why are you, and you see, worry and fear um, goes together. Because guess what? We don't want to lose a job because the job is what brings the income and the income is what pays the bills and, the, you know. So then, how can we look at work in a different light? I can give a, a, a quick example. Supposing you had, let me give a generous amount, $10 million in your bank account. I can guarantee you I can guarantee you, going to work tomorrow, it's a different feeling. What changed? In your mind, you say, I have money, to choices to, to, to do what I want to. So if, you're, if you choose to go to work, because remember, you got the money Sunday night in your, bank, in your account. So if, if you choose to go to work, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. If you choose to go to work, you will go there with a different mindset because you'll say, hey, if, any, if anybody speak to me in any kind of way, no, I'm gonna, I, I will probably just buy out the company and get rid of everybody. So, so I realize that it's just a mindset that the Lord wants to readjust. He wants to, but guess what he wants to do? He wants to start with us first because there is no room for the unbeliever yet. The ground is not ready. It's not prepared for, for the soil to get the word. So because we are believers, he said, yes, you are my children. Yes, I am made in your image. Yes, we are made in his likeness. So we know what is right. And he wants us to be the, the light bearers in this area. In, remember, we have other areas of our lives that needs to connect. But this, in this area... He wants us to, to bear fruit. And we realize we cannot bear fruit without him. We know that. And the prayers that we pray, sometimes it's prayer which is not in faith. We say, Lord, help me. Please get me out of this place. I can't, I can't take it anymore. But if we leave before the appointed time, then we have not grasped what we need to learn in that area. So it is the Lord has given us gifts and talents we know that we know the things that we're good at and we're not going to even try to remind you some persons 
even the Lord loved them so much that they will send persons from other places to give a word of encouragement to tell you this is what you're supposed to do because I already blessed you in this area and this is how I am blessing you. Because the Lord has provided for that person that way, he made it clear to somebody who didn't know that they got what we call a word of knowledge, an inspired word from God to say, this is what you want, you're supposed to do right now. But if we don't move into that era quick enough, then we can't say God didn't help us. We can't say God is not here. We can't say because we know the thing that we're supposed to do. We know the business that we're supposed to start. We have the ideas in our mind. But if we haven't yet make a step, then there is no um, progression. There is nothing for him to work with. Because remember, no, he's the one that even give us the idea to start something. He gives us a seed. He gives us the, the, the idea. And guess what? Because sometimes it's so overwhelming, we can honestly say, oh God, how am I going to do this? This is so far beyond me. But what he wants us to do is take it one day at a time. So guess what? Work. Based on the, the online dictionary of um, Dr. Google. Work is the activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. So you see, work has a purpose. There is a purpose and a result that should come at the end of the work. Um, worship, a feeling of expression of reverence and adoration to God. Remember, a feeling and expression of reverence and adoration to God. So guess what? We running in on a Sunday morning, even though people might say, these people are crazy. And as we step to the door, we say, thank you, Jesus, coming to this place. Fill this place with your presence. Fill, fill, Lord, fill, fill. People say, why is why the person going on? I would do that every day. Thank you, Jesus. Fill this place. Something must change. Either your heart is changed or the people will be changed because they say, this person is bringing God into this place. And they themselves know that God is not here because based on their action, based on how they're treating you, and it was also mentioned that there were persons, Paul and Silas, they're in a jail cell. They were, they, they were um, being chastised for their worship. They were preaching the gospel and they locked them up in jail. And they said, guess what? Don't speak of this God anymore. So they decided, all right, we're in jail. It can't get no worse than this. This is the worst it can be. And I know the jail there is like a dungeon. And they decided, remember, it's a choice. They decided to sing praises unto God. So let's imagine, take our mind back into that situation mentally. And um, we, let's, let's see how they could start off. Because, you know, they're, they're talking to the one another. Um, you all right? Oh, God, my foot swell up. You, oh, your back. Oh, I may have like 20 scars on my back. How oh, you think? All right. Um, let's try to do something. No? All right, let's go. 
Lord, I worship you. So, so you imagine they're singing with pain. And they're saying, Lord, I adore you. So, so you see what happened now? The, 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 their spirit is getting lifted. Lord, there is none like you. And they're just singing. They, they, they don't even have the words. They're just making up songs. Lord, you are my God. And they, they, then it starts to lift. Lord, come in this place. And they said, Lord, I need your grace. Lord, you are our king. And you are our everything. So they're singing. And the presence of, Lord, of the Lord came in that place. The manifested presence of the Lord. So this is something that we can practice. We, we can practice it. I know we can do it because I, I am being challenged. There are moments when I see people leaving. I see people getting fired. And I say, oh God, oh Lord, this don't look right, you know. I share with other persons and say, no, you, you can't have so many persons jumping the ship. <laughs> it, it don't look right. So I said, Lord, while I'm here, center me. Center my heart so I don't um, give in to the anxiety of what I see. Because you see managers, presidents, um, CFOs, they're gone in, in the space of three weeks. All of them gone. These are guys who were integral to the part of the, the company. They are gone. So the next word I want to share is um, productivity. So productivity is a state or quality of producing something, and they wrote, especially crops. Productivity is a state or quality of producing something. So are we producing quality at the work? Do we have the job where if we're responsible for this section, are we doing it so well? Are we doing it to the point that we become efficient like a machine? We become on point. If we're supposed to be calling the customers, are we calling the customers and smiling and giving them a good word? Or, or say, hey, how are you doing today? Is there anything else I can help with? If we give them the feeling of being um, involved in the conversation, there are so many ways that we can change the work environment if we are in that space. As I mentioned, this, this lady that works at the, the job and she cleans the floor Monday morning, spotless. I know she's probably there doing some checking. I, I can't understand the work ethic. And as we, and as we think about our dearly departed um, Mr. Bryant, that was something that was always credited to him. He had a very strong work ethic. Um, I can tell you truthfully, he's not one of my favorite players because I realized he was a bit arrogant in his display of his skills. But we realized in the space of with room that he was able to grow and he even confessed that he was 
very selfish. He was running after the thing and the, the coach said, no, this is a team sport. You have to bring your other team members involved. And before that, they, they kind of disliked him because they saw that he was a showboat, he was selfish, and he was what we call in Jamaican terms, bossy. And pe persons didn't like him at first. But once the coach gave him a, wide word, a wise word of um, encouragement, I say, if you want to be like Michael, which Michael Jordan was somebody that he emulated, that he copied most of his, his plays. He said, if you want to be like Michael, look what Michael does. Michael take the very ordinary player and turn him into a superstar by sharing points or sharing the ball or not hugging it and trying to get score 100 points every night. And then he said, okay. Then he started to take on that and then guess what? He got, he got better. And that's when he, his career really started to shine. When he was able to share the stuff that he learned. But in order to do that, he was very productive. He got up early, trained. When the other guys went out to have parties, he was there training. He was there trying to... Um, tweak the skills. He was trying to be very efficient. And that is what we, we have to do at the workplace. We want to be so efficient. The efficiency makes us productive in which we are working, but we're not working because we have efficiency running behind us. So we, 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 we are not toiling as hard as we should. And the next word we want to represent is stewardship. Stewardship. This is what um, Dr. Google said what stewardship is. It is the job of supervising or taking care of something such as an organization and or a property. So we, are, we realize that the Lord gives us things to take care of. And even the first things we have to be very... Um, we're careful of is our body. We said this body is not ours. It belongs to God. God has given us the, the time that we have here to take care of it the best we can. So he said we have to be stewards of this body and also stewards of the gifts. He has given us the gifts and the talent, but it's not for us. It's to serve and help others to make them become the best that they can. And then we realize the next word is fruitfulness. And we saw that in John 15, where we have to bear fruit. Where we have to give back to him more than what we got in the beginning. And we can also think of the, the, the talents. There were talents given to some got five, one get two, one get one. It is not for us to look on what the other persons have. But it's look on what I have, and Lord, help me to do the best with the one talent and the one gift. And it's for us to also, if we don't know, say, Lord, show us, show me what the thing that you have given me, the talent, the gifts, help me to use it to, to be the better representation of me. So that whenever they squeeze me, it's, it's only joy thanksgiving and gratefulness that comes out because remember now life is going to squeeze us 
Life is going to put pressure on us. But whatever is squeezed, but remember, if you squeeze the orange, you should get orange juice. You can't get anything else but orange juice because that is the essence of what is in us. So the, the, the thing is, if you squeeze the believer, you get worship and you get praise. Should get worship and we should get praise because we realize we were listening to a, a talk show and this guy will call some church persons and they will give pranking them. And when you hear the words that came out of the persons that say they are believers, it is shocking. It is, it is more disgusting and everything because they're cursing like sailors. They're cur it, it don't matter which... It, it, it is so bad to hear them saying, I am a Christian. And they are cursing. And you say, why, why the cursing like that? So you realize, say, no. Um, one of the persons said, no, God is not there. There is no way God is at that place and the persons are responding that way. There is no way on earth God is there. Because we, we realized, once we saw, it said that the Lord was with Joseph. He was a different person at that workplace. His work ethic was so strong that even Potiphar's wife wanted to, to be with him. And he said, no, I cannot do this to my God. He did not even say that to, to Pharaoh. You know, he said, I cannot do this to my God. I cannot sin against my God. Because he realized that God is with him. If God was not with him, even when he got in jail, he would not be prosperous. So we saw even the transition from him being in the house, then he got in jail, and then he had to adjust his attitude again. How hard it is to be in a situation when you are wrongfully accused. How do we, how do we represent that when we are wrongfully accused, when somebody says something wrongfully against us, and we don't have anybody to defend us. How do we deal with that, a situation like that? It, it caused Joseph to have an attitude change. His attitude had to be readjusted. And even when he, when he met his brothers, I know it was such an emotional thing for him. He, he was crying, he was bawling. Because these are the guys that gave him up. Um, for slavery. So we, we might not have some, you might not have your brother that give you up, but you might have a family member that gave you up for adoption. How do, you, how do you process, how do you deal with that family member when you are now successful, now you have your own business, now you are striving, but then the pain of remembering that person gave you up. There was a conversation between um, this prominent rapper and his, um, his father. And his father gave him up, uh, or not really being there in his life. And it was something that was always on his heart. And then growing older, he had a conversation with his dad and said, Dad, you know, I don't understand why you, you weren't there for me when I needed you. He said, son, I know you won't understand, but... At the time, um, me and your mom couldn't, you know, it was such a hard situation for me to do. And I had to choose um, to walk away. And he said, at that moment, he forgave his father. 
and he said, you know, I didn't understand. Now I understand a little bit more. And, I, and he said, you know, son, I really should have done better. I really should have fought through what your mom was doing. You know, she was very aggressive. She, was, she would hide him, can't find him, go to a different city, change her phone. And he was probably just tired of it and just stopped. But he said, son, you know what? I should have done more. I should have done, the, go to the lengths to be with you. And he said, um, son, he said, son, please forgive me. And he, he forgave him. And they continued. Have you ever had somebody that believed in you? And can you remember how it felt when somebody believed in you? Believed in your God-given um, talents. Be believed in the, the thing that they, have saw, they saw in you. Remember, somebody saw the, the, the talent in, in Kobe at the time. And believed that he could leave from high school and go straight into the NBA. Not a lot of, not a lot of players do that comfortably with the level of success. Not a lot of players who can say that they had the opportunity and they made every, what we call it, they made good of the opportunity to the point that they did, he did 20 years with one, one team which is also very remarkable in this time and age. But guess what? We are not like a Kobe Bryant. We are not in the public's eye that way where everything we do is scrutinized and, and videotaped and everything. And the Lord, um, I, I got a little inspiration yesterday. And is that the Lord said to me, people are worshiping the celebrities as if they are, are a, 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 as if they are immortal. Our sister said this morning that people realize, wow, this is, a, this is not a God. And remember, worship must only go to God. Not to anybody else, not to any created being, not to any created thing, but to God. We have to remember to put the, the thing in perspective. God, work, worship. The, God is the one who's going to connect both of them together. He's going to connect the work with the worship. But we have to invite him in that space to say, Lord, come with me at work today. Just imagine if the Lord was with you physically, like we had a thing we call a ride-along. When we go to a, um, a new company, or you're being hired, then somebody has to show you the ropes or show you what, how to respond, how to, you know. Just imagine in your, in, your, in your mind's eye that the Lord is physically riding along with you in your car when you're, when you're going to work. So, so the Lord is with you in the passenger seat. You turn on the music and, and the music is not any godly music and the Lord look at you and say, um, where is the gospel station? You know, where? You're going to be so, so mindful of everything that you're doing that day because the Lord is physically beside you. But guess what? He's always there even though we can't see him because uh, they that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. So be believe it or not, he's there physically riding along with us. 
He's there when we are grumbling on the Monday morning instead of giving thanks. Remember, this is something that you have to practice. Practice it Monday morning because we don't know, as we mentioned, that we might not, we're not sure if we're going to be here tomorrow. We cannot absolutely say that we're going to be here standing tomorrow. So it's by God's grace that we say, God's willing, we will see you tomorrow. That's what we have to say. So what can we learn from all of this? God, what are the taking points that we have to, to remind ourselves? You know, I've been speaking a lot and I'm bringing things back together to God, work, and worship. There was, a, there was not said that this guy was working at this organization and, and he was very, give me a word, very angry, very, he didn't treat the, the, the workers good. And it was mentioned that he went to a church service and, you know, as we said, by God's miraculous grace that he accepted the Lord as his Lord, personal Lord and Savior. It was evident of his behavior on a Monday morning to the same workers that he was cursing out and call, calling them idiots or they're good for nothing. It was evident that they said, huh, something happened to Mr. Bill because he said morning to me in a very nice way I never heard before. And everybody was in conversation with one another. And somebody who couldn't hold it any longer and I said, Mr. Bill, uh, we noticed that something was strange about you today. Um, can you enlighten me? And he said, in the humility of God's grace, he said, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I said, wow. So, what, tell me about it. And he was trying to articulate being a new Christian. He said, I... I'm convicted of my actions towards people. I know, know, know that what I was doing to people isn't right. So it is, given the opportunity that we get to work with the, the many unbelievers, because the, the nice thing is to do is to work in a church ministry where everybody's saved, everybody loves the Lord, but we don't have that opportunity right now. We have the opportunity of working with the crudest unbelievers that known to man. We are working alongside them. So guess what we know? We know that we need God's help. We need the Lord to be with us. How can we ensure that the Lord is with us? We can ensure the Lord is with us by practice manifesting his presence. And we cannot sing praises unto the Lord. And that will cause our perspective to change. Remember, every time the Lord shows up, something has to happen. The Lord don't only show up and just observe and not. There is a conversation. There is a, a mindset change. There is a challenge that when he shows up, that he has to declare when he sends send his prophets to give a word. People are transformed because they hear the word and they choose to believe. And once they choose to believe, then the transformation comes in. If you hear the word and choose not to believe, nothing will happen. So when we are hearing this word and if we choose not to believe the word or 
practice the word, nothing will happen Monday morning. It's going to be the same Monday morning as last week. But if we hear the word and we choose to, to challenge the word or test the word, then we will see change. If we choose to go to work before we leave our house and we say, Lord, bless that place. Because guess what? We are involved in the blessing of that place. Believe it or not. It said that if Joseph was not there, Potiphar knew that the house couldn't be blessed. I can imagine Potiphar um, showing off with his other um, Egyptian leaders. And they say, hey, um, you see my household? It blessed, you know. It, uh, things... I'm so how, how is that possible? Uh, the guy, Joseph, who I bought, I know something was different about him, you know, but I didn't know that the Lord was with him. Because Potiphar saw that the Lord was with him. Can you believe it? An unbelieving, um, unbelieving boss saw that God was with Joseph. And he stood back and said, because God was with Joseph, he was able to run the place in, with such efficiency. There were times when he needed um, advice, when he got the dream and couldn't understand the dream. And Joseph was the same one the Lord used to bring clarity to the dream. And so guess what? Because you got the dream, um, you, you can run it. Uh, I'll just stand back. You will be second in command to me. And Joseph was second in command to Pharaoh. And the blessing continues. So we saw there was a promotion and a growth when the Lord is with you. When the Lord is not with you, it's going to be very hard, very discouraging, very the turmoil, the heartache. So what we want to do as believers is to practice the Lord with us. Lord, we thank you again for this opportunity that you have given us to share this word. Lord, we thank you when it goes out to the airwaves, the airwaves and the internet and the, the, the space that people can hear. Lord, we are so thankful that it can bring transformation if, if people choose to follow. Your word is there. You said you are the vine. You are the true vine. So there are other vines out there. But it said you are the true vine. You say that every branch that bears fruit is pruned. And the one that doesn't bear fruit, you will, you will, uh, one that bear fruit, you will prune it. The one that doesn't bear fruit, you will cut it off. Lord, we ask that you cut off everything in us that doesn't bear fruit. Anything that doesn't represent you at the workplace. Anything that doesn't represent you in our daily walk, when we're going to the grocery store, when we're moving, when... Sometimes we are even moving in a way that people notice us and we don't even know that they are watching us. Lord, we want your presence to, to saturate us. So when we leave and we go to work on a Monday morning, we are filled with joy. So our response will be, Lord, I thank you. Even when the, works, when the work gets harder. Because guess what? The enemy hears. He's going he's gonna to want to take away the word that we have heard today. He's going to increase the workload. He might cause persons to come against us to say, see, God is not with you. Look, you, you hear the word and you react different. You react in the same way. So you see, he didn't even understand it. So we have to be mindful 
to keep this word and regurgitate it, to practice it, to practice his presence. So Father, thank you again. And for those who are listening who don't understand what we're talking with all these Bible words and this, this jargon. Our simple message is, if you die without God, you're going to hell. You're going to a place that God is not manifested. You're going to a place where God provided or set apart for the, the demon and the devil himself. You don't want to be in that place. That place is not a nice place. And that place is filled with persons who have good intentions. Persons who knew God but didn't acknowledge him as their Lord and Savior. Please, please, we are begging you. We are beseeching you with the sound of our voice to accept him right now because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We want to give you the confidence that if your life is taken away today, if you're lying right now on the hospital bed and you don't know where your eternity is, please accept him as your Lord and Savior. It is simple. You say this quick, easy prayer. Dear Lord, Come into my heart and save me. I am a sinner. I need you. Oh, I need you. Come, Lord. Forgive me of my sins and shortcomings. Forgive me, Lord. Please accept me in your, in your, in your house today. Just like the thief on the cross. It took a couple seconds. Boom, he's in paradise. The Lord said to him, today you're in paradise. He said, Lord, thank you. So we are beseeching you, please, please. We, we're, we're with this earnest of time. We know that time is wrapping up and thing, things are happening that will, will shock us. But the Lord wants to say, I am with you. And for those who are believers, be encouraged that we can do better. We, we can, when given the opportunity to represent God the best way we can. We can do it. Because God is good. So Lord, thank you again for the word. And we want to declare a blessing upon everybody. So we say, may the love of God be with you. May his presence ever shine upon you. May he fill your heart and countenance with his peace. The peace that passes all understanding. May he give us strength for Monday morning to be the best disciples, to be the best representation of him, to, to learn to love people, to learn to love the most hatred person in our workspace, to let him know that he is God. And Lord, we will continue to give you the praise in Jesus' precious name. And until we meet again in God's grace, we will see you next week by God's will and his love and timing. So have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and remember to always practice his presence. In any situation you have, practice his presence. And if you need prayer, you can call us, 469-333-0397. We are here waiting. We want the phones to ring. We want it to ring off the hook. We want to know that we are connecting with you. We want you to know that we care for you. 
and we love you. You're going to hear a beautiful voice that answers the phone. And if you leave a message, we're going to call you back. We're going to check up on you. We're going to know that God, God loves you. And if you're moving to this new area um, in Texas, we are in Coppell. Give us a call. We can help you in any way that we can. We know that when you're moving, it's such a hard thing. But we want to be there for you. We want to let you know that church is different now. Church is somewhere where you will be helped. You will know that God is here. So we thank you for listening. Have a wonderful time in his presence. Amen and amen. So the song says, the mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Because yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. Yeah. I love this when y'all says, and bodies are still being raised. Yeah. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do we are here for you come and do what you do say we are here for you come and do what you do we said
you would be blessed and you were blessed. If you wish to call us with your testimonies or for prior, please call us at 469-333-0397. You may also email us at newhorizonmin at gmail.com. Thank you for being with us again and have a blessed week.